This episode was brought to you by The Chill Dill. Uniquely flavored small batch pickles delivered right to your door at thechilldill.com. You're listening to Creator Cast. From artists to entrepreneurs, we uncover stories from the passionate people who are reshaping the world. I'm Jesse Sage. And I'm James Bixby. And you're listening to episode one. Maintain the artist agenda. In other words, the artist doesn't want to cease to move people with what they do musically. But at the same time, uh, recognize that people repurpose music for other things. Hello, guys, and thanks for listening. So today we're going to share with you our interview with the founders of a unique brewery named Seventh Sun in Dunedin, Florida. Devin Krebs and Justin Stang take us through the highs and lows of being a creator in the craft beer industry. So in the, in the, in the beginning, it's, it's definitely a struggle. You, know, you might be working weekends or in the middle of the night. I mean, I would say that's a positive about being uh, younger and, and starting a business is that you're a little bit more fearless, <laughs> which can be a good thing. But first, let's get to know our hosts. Why don't you start by introducing yourself? All right. Hi, I'm Jesse Sage. I am a YouTuber, model, actor, writer, and maker of lots of random things. So you wear many hats, it sounds like. I like hats also, but I don't make them. <laughs> I'm not a Maybe haberdasher. Maybe you get into the hat making business. No. Well, I'll introduce myself. My name is James Bixby. I am a YouTuber as well, a cinematographer, and I produce videos on YouTube. And I like to bring people in behind the scenes of the filmmaking experience. And not only that, I like to give uh, tips that I've learned from the professionals or maybe came up myself. So yeah, why don't you, Jesse, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You said you're a YouTuber, you're a model and all that, but why do you want to make this podcast? Okay, well, I want to make this podcast because... It sounds like I'm taking it back a long way, but I'll try to keep it brief. So I, as I was growing up, I grew up in a very sheltered environment, which some people might think of as like a really religious environment or something like that. But I was sheltered by hippies. So I just grew up in a very different experience than most people. And I didn't learn that a lot of the boundaries and rules that we have or the things that people think are weird in this world I didn't learn those things until like last year. Like I'm still learning so a lot like of those things. you feel like you grew things. up in the 60s almost. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm kind of learning how to, and since I'm a swimmer, I always call myself a mermaid and my viewers always call me a mermaid because they always see me filming in the ocean and stuff. And I feel like I'm a mermaid that's just trying to figure out how to live among humans. And so um, I really had to like make the decision as a grown-up to say, okay, I'm going to consciously be this way. I'm not just going to be this way because I was born to it and it's nice because now that I realize how hard it is, I could have just chosen to be a, I'm doing air quotes here, normal person. You say this kind of person, are you just saying? Being myself and being somebody who's just committed to living as an artist, but also to doing that in a way that helps other people because of everything that I've had to go through. Today we're talking craft beer. I love craft beer. So why we chose to talk about craft beer in the very first episode is because the craft beer and craft cocktail movement has so much to do with sort of our mission of people who are different and just providing inspiration to do something different. 
I just really love that the movement is about quality and I especially want to point that out um, since we are talking about alcohol, that it's definitely about getting back to quality and savoring one or two drinks and really taking your time and... Responsible. Mm -hmm, and something that's made with a lot of quality and with a lot of care. It's not something that you just want to just drink 10 of really quickly because you'll miss a lot of the nuances that are in it. And that brings us to our first interview today. Hi, I'm Devin Krebs. I'm president and general manager of Seventh Sun. Justin Stang, vice president, and I'm in charge of all the brewing operations at Seventh Sun. Awesome. So give us a little brief story about how you guys got started with Seventh Sun. Um, Seventh Sun is kind of a result of uh, working in larger production facilities, uh, bigger breweries, where we were cranking out a, a lot of similar beers all the time. So the schedule is 24 hours a day, sometimes seven days a week. And, we created this small kind of boutique brewery to get away from that, where we're working more nine to five hours. We have a lot of creativity uh, with our small batches we can do here. Kind of get away from that, uh, cranking out the same products. I was interested in beer from a pretty young age, I guess, before I was, uh, should have been drinking beer. Um, and I, I started out just kind of as an enthusiast, just li liking to go try new beers, always in search of, you know, what's the newest thing and the the local beer store, uh, and then I decided I wanted to learn more about how to make it. Uh, I volunteered one day a week at McGuire's Brew Pub in Destin, Florida, and from there I kind of took a little nomadic trip around uh, the front range of Colorado, volunteered in a lot of breweries, um, anything from sweeping the floor, cleaning kegs, just doing whatever I could to help out, until I got a full-time gig at Sweetwater in Atlanta. Devin actually hired me there. And that's where I got a majority of my production experience. Um, learned a lot from anywhere from packaging all the way to the brew house there. Um, and then I worked, I spent a little time at Cigar City when I first moved to Florida, and that's where I learned a lot of new style brewing, a lot of pushing the limits, doing things that were non conventional. So basically, uh, I started out uh, at Oregon State University, I got my degree in uh, fermentation science. Uh, I wanted to open a brewery someday. I really loved craft beer. Uh, so when I graduated, um, I had the opportunity to work at Anheuser-Busch. I uh, decided it would be a good learning experience, if anything, and so I went ahead and uh, started there in their pilot facility. Uh, we helped to pilot like McUltra, and we did lots of hop trials and things like that there. It was very hands-on. Um, and then from there, I left to go to Sweet. I'm uh, sorry, I went to their Cartersville Brewery in Georgia, and uh, that's where you're running like one of the big breweries, big manufacturing plant essentially. And then uh, left there to go to Sweetwater. I was their production manager, just kind of handling everything from start to finish on the production end. And then uh, yeah, met Justin and um, started talking about doing our own thing, and he had recommended Florida, so we started poking around in Florida, found out it was a good a good place with a lot of people who love craft beer. It was five, six years ago. There wasn't much craft beer in Florida at all. We had a lot of confidence that we could we could uh, get into a kind of untapped market with the local brewery. So we pretty much were full steam ahead from day one. Yeah, I would say, you know, of course, that doing anything, quitting your job and starting a new venture like this is always scary. But like I said, you know, this is what I wanted to do since I, you know, was in school. So uh, even back then, and I graduated in, what, 2002, this is what I wanted to do. So. When you were in college, was 
did you like uh, go there for uh, the science, or did you kind of switch halfway in, or you just um, knew? I I started my I went my first year of college in um, in Colorado. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Actually met somebody from Corvallis, Oregon, and uh, that told me about this degree. And uh, I thought it was the perfect thing for me because I was kind of going back and forth between something creative and artistic and something scientific, science math. So uh, beer is the perfect embodiment of those things. And uh, then, you know, um, also the kind of the entrepreneurship aspect of it as well uh, appealed to me. So when I heard about it, I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. So my second year in college was, was in pursuit of that degree. So, how did you guys choose Dunedin? Oh, Dunedin, Dunedin was pretty attractive to us because of the fact that there already was a brewery here in this small town, and um, they, they're the oldest craft brewery in Florida. Knowing that, um, that that the culture already exists here, Dunedin was pretty appealing. There's a lot of local business, not a lot of chains downtown. So, just just seeing the the local community kind of support local business. Really helped, really helped make that decision easier for us. And uh, it's just a great town to live in. It's a lot of fun here. We can bike to work. We initially started looking at Tampa and then discovered Dunedin along the way, and it was a perfect fit. What do you guys do different from all the rest of the breweries when it comes to your beer? <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, the quick answer to that, you know, is our number one ingredient is quality, and, you know, our focus is time. And to, to to make quality beer, we don't we don't rush things. You know, we um, we, we don't have the the pressures of, of uh, you know having to have our beer in supermarkets and things like that. So, um, and as far as like the, the actual beer goes, you know, we focus a lot on fermentation. So we use a lot of different yeasts. Um, we use different bacteria. Even um, we do a lot of barrel aging and blending. Um, not to say other breweries don't do that. We, that's just kind of our, our focus here. We do a lot of IPAs as well, so a lot of focus on hops. We have the luxury of being able to brew the beer that we like to drink, so that's yeah. what we do. <laughs> so now you guys have a smaller place in comparison to some of the bigger places. Do you guys have, like, what some of the issues maybe you ran into? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, we, wish, we wish we had a forklift, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there's pros and cons. You know, the, the pros are, you know, we're, we're close to downtown. It's a walkable community. We get really good exposure, you know, for um, be, being on the main road here, um, as opposed to being tucked away in an industrial park where we could have a lot more space at a, at a lot lower price per square foot. And, uh, we, we, had to weigh, we had to weigh that out. Um, so we have plans to build another facility that's more suited to that, that, that kind of environment. Um, how much can you guys output? Right now, we, we always try to get to 1,000 barrels annually, and we always fall short of that. So we're in about the 900, 950 range annually. Yeah, and that's the other kind of disadvantage to the small space. I mean, the advantage is we have the versatility, and we, we get to, you know, play around and have fun. Disadvantage is that we have a really hard time meeting the demand of uh, the retail accounts out in the area. Even just in Dunedin alone, we aren't able to supply that demand with what we're able to produce here. If you don't mind really quickly, uh, you mentioned that you guys had a brewery before this one that went under before this came about. 
if you don't mind talking about that, I think there's a lot of people that would be interested in hearing that side of the story. Yeah, so uh, we actually, we, we never did get it open. It was just, uh, it was a work in progress. Uh, and you want to talk about that? <laughs> Throw me in or the Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a tough time. It was essentially, uh, uh, yeah, we just, we, we weren't able to get it funded. Um, we were partnered with somebody else and it just, you know, ended up not being a good fit. Uh, and so we kind of had to cut our losses on it and reinvent, you know, yeah. where we came from. I guess but. it's just kind of the learning curve of, of being a brewer and then trying to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> Picking your partner. Yeah, it was, it was difficult. Yeah, yeah, choosing the right match, you know, that, that's also important. And also, we were definitely overambitious. You know, we wanted, the, we wanted it to happen really quickly, and we, we overlooked a few things here and there, and we committed to a lease, for example, before having, you know, 100% of our funding. That was one thing that cost us a lot. Um, and just trying to, trying to get the enthusiasm built up in the community about the opening of our brewery without being fully prepared to open, that was another, another misstep that we had. So, of course, for a little while, people kind of lost faith in us, like, uh, maybe they're not going to do this. <coughs> maybe they're not prepared to do this. I think the best advice that we got when before we quit our jobs, uh, our good-paying jobs at breweries, was uh, it's going to cost uh, twice as much and take three times as long. Of course, we looked at each other, we're like, no, we know what we're doing. We, we got this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, our mentors were correct. That was the exact truth. Count on it. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that you guys do collaborations. Uh, that's kind of a new thing, I would say, in this industry, considering that some of the bigger guys don't do that at all. Yeah, at Seven Sun, we definitely welcome collaborations, but uh, we also don't just uh, throw it out there to anybody. Uh, we're looking for uh, a couple different things in, in a match there, either either like really good exposure to a market where we feel like people will appreciate our beer. For example, working with a brewery in, say, San Diego or Chicago, Denver, any of the areas where we see like a really mature market that, that would appreciate the kind of beer that we're doing. And second of all, we look for breweries that we can learn from, or likewise they can learn from us. And we do a lot of that even here on the local level. Um, we've worked with a lot of breweries locally, you know, just sharing ideas of how we did this process or what our learning experience was or what we did wrong here. And, and, and likewise, they do the same. And uh, we, can, we can learn a lot and kind of raise the bar for all the breweries when we do that. Basically, our beers that we make all the time are Graffiti Orange, which is a creamsicle wheat beer. Uh, it's an American wheat that we brew with orange peel and lactose sugar, and then we age it on whole vanilla beans. Uh, then we have Time Bomb as our session IPA. Uh, we use Citra and Nelson hops. It gives it a very citrusy uh, flavor. It's also low alcohol, very drinkable. Then we have Mangrove, which is our double IPA. Uh, that one's got a little bit more of a malt body. Uh, it comes in at 10%, but you can't really tell. <laughs> so it's, it's well-balanced. It's a well-balanced double IPA. If you could give advice to someone that's a young entrepreneur that maybe wants to be starting as a home brewer but would like to open a business, what would you say to them? Yeah, and specifically in opening a brewery, um, my number one advice is to get a job in a brewery and, and work in a production brewery and understand what that takes. Yeah, I, I would agree. Is I, I think that getting some production experience is critical in any fashion. Um, I would say just from a business end, you know, surround yourself with people that have experience, uh, with people that are in different parts of, uh, you know, such as like a lawyer or um, banker, 
you know, get get yourself close with people that know those pieces of the puzzle because you're not going to know everything. Uh, don't be afraid to know your weaknesses and um, to find support in those areas that where you are weak. And uh, if you don't think you can brew and run the business at the same time, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. <laughs> You'll need to hire some talented brewers, talent. train some, ta- get train some, some brewers. Uh, working on the brewery is much more effective than working for the brewery. Yeah, yeah you definitely got to be prepared. To, to do what it takes because there's no, not going to be anybody else there to help you out. I mean, you can't you can't look to somebody else to take care of a problem. You know, or it, it's all on you. So in the, in the in the beginning, it's it's definitely a struggle. You know, you might be working weekends or in the middle of the night, doing something that you didn't see yourself doing before. Um, so always remain open to that. I mean, um, I would say that's a positive about being uh, younger and and starting a business is that. You're a little bit more fearless, <laughs> which can be a good thing. Um, and then also that, you know, being willing to put in the work. I mean, that's that's the number one thing. Obviously, you don't want to be working yourself, you know, 80, 90 hours a week, every week, forever. But there's some phases where you go through some big trials that you'll get through that will help you in the future and help you make decisions um, down the road. You know, we mentioned some of the things that we went through as far as, you know, getting involved with, you know, a partner that wasn't a good match for us and signing a lease before we should have and things like that. You know, they really kind of will will lay out what you end up going through down the road and shape your decisions. And, and choose, choose a mentor to, you know, um, you know, um, role model, if you will, that you can become close with. And so somebody that's been around that you can share experiences with that might be able there to uh, help you out when there's something that or comes up Definitely. that you don't know the answer to. Be yeah. ready to be ready to give up your life um, and, and work hard. Yeah, and think think down the road too. You know, I mean, make decisions that that aren't just for tomorrow. But you know, where do you want to be five years from now? And awesome. Well, you guys got a website? We do. It's uh, seventhsun.com. It's spelled the number seven, the letter V E N T H S U N dot com. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our talk with Seventh Sun. This episode was brought to you by the Chill Dill. Uniquely flavored small batch pickles delivered right to your door at thechilldill.com. Today's episode was recorded at McAllister Productions. Our sound engineer is Don Paul McAllister. Our hosts are myself, Jesse Sage, and James Bixby. The song we used today was Originality by Retract. You can find his music in the iTunes store, and you can find more about him as well as this episode on our Facebook, facebook.com slash creatorcast.
Oh, <laughs> 